Ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. Dave Neal here, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News, and we have the morning after the finale. Let's chat. It's Bachelor Rush Hour. So you need a little break, huh, boy? Say you need a little space, yeah, boy. Is it because you can't be faithful, boy? Hope she's cool. All right. Hope everyone's having a fantastic Tuesday morning, transformational Tuesday. We are here after a relatively dramatic finale, more dramatic than I thought we'd have in the Bachelor world. This was no Tino cheated on Rachel Reccia. This was no Katie calling out Grey Grip, but we just didn't have that killer dagger moment, but we do have a lot to get into, and we're going to discuss that now on Bachelor Rush Hour, the podcast. Don't forget, you can like this podcast, follow, subscribe, share with your friends. If there's one thing for certain, it is that we are noticing there are a lot of fan favorites in the franchise. Everyone's wondering, how come Gabby can't have a bachelorette? Charity's got one. We want Ariel and Jason Tartik, uh, of course, alumni from Becca's season of Bachelorette says, why don't we make them all Bachelorette? And of course, I think he means, let's just get rid of The Bachelor. And speaking of getting rid of The Bachelor, we have a lot in Bachelor news to get to. We have, I mean, I'm talking right hot off the press. We've got several different Bachelor stories. The first one being Blake Horstman sued by Bachelor producers for $175,000. I'm going to give you guys an update on this. I'm, I, I talked about this story actually four months ago. I shared it with the Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Neal, but I didn't have any sources that wanted to come out, so we didn't talk about this story. But let's just read real quickly. Uh, Blake Horseman, runner-up on the 14th season of ABC's The Bachelorette, uh, was then starring in Bachelor in Paradise in 2019, and uh, he scrambled to capitalize on his momentary fame. But he apparently pushed the limit by appearing on several tell-all podcasts, despite a clause in his initial contract binding him to confidentiality. Unsurprisingly, Bachelor producers weren't happy. Last year, they dragged Horstman to arbitration and successfully cited the liquidated damages portion of his Bachelorette deal. The arbitrator awarded NZK Productions, which produces the franchise, $150,000 for the breaches, plus an additional $25,000 for arbitration costs. And this past week nzk attorney appeared in court in la to confirm the award that's a lot of money blake horseman is going to need to owe he's uh better pick up a couple extra shifts at stagecoach when he's djing i'd love to hear more about this i'm going to do some work trying to get some insider information i have been close to this story and i am a big fan of blake speaking out against the franchise it it, it is a utter shame to me that we've got somebody like blake who did nothing wrong on Bachelor in Paradise. He had his uh, character smeared uh, for, for essentially having consensual sex with people, uh, you know, weeks earlier, months earlier. And for whatever reason, he's the guy getting sued here. It is just wild to me. You know what it's doing? It's giving me anxiety. And to help curb my anxiety, uh, we are sponsored by Microdose Gummies, an entry-level incredible dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. Like I've said all along, I'm just trying to curb some anxiety that this show's given me. The show's getting my you know nerves all bunched up here, and I need a little Intica or hybrid uh, microdose to just keep me calm. Not to get me incredibly high, but just to relax me after a long day of content making. 
Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code RUSHHOUR to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Yeah, if anyone can use me as an example when they think that uh, weed is all about just like sinking into the couch and not being productive, I make 55 videos a day. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that's microdose.com, code Rush Hour. All right, in other news, after that bombshell information about Blake Horseman getting sued, we've got one of the biggest stories to hit the Bachelor Nation world, and it just dropped by Elizabeth Wagmeister, uh, writes for Variety. The Bachelor creator, and by the way, this actually is breaking news. So let's hit the breaking news button. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news in Bachelor Nation. The Bachelor creator Mike Fleiss parting ways with franchise after more than two decades. This and more is breaking news here in Bachelor Nation. The Bachelor creator Mike Fleiss parting ways. Fleiss will be replaced by new showrunners Claire Freeland, Jason Ehrlich, and Bennett Grabner all of whom have long-term ties to the Bachelor franchise. I guess the question will be, which of these three showrunners will be the main showrunner? You know what I mean? Uh, usually there's one showrunner, but now they're listing three. The news of Fleiss' departure comes the day after The Bachelor wrapped up its 27th season. Bachelorette heads into season 20 this summer. First and foremost, congratulations are in order for Zach and Katie. I wish them a long and happy life together, Fleiss says in a statement to Variety, referencing the winning couple from The Bachelor, season 20. I want to thank WBTV and ABC for 21 extraordinary years. They found the perfect creative team for me to entrust the Bachelor franchise and keep this lightning in a bottle bold and moving forward. Let the journey begin. And that's the whole article, folks. Now, of course, he's the creator of The Bachelor, so I'm sure he still has a stake in it. I'm sure he'll still be making boatloads of money. And if you don't know, Mike Fleiss, he's actually been in, in the thick of things with Reality Steve. Reality Steve has been sued by The Bachelor. And of course, Mike Fleiss uh, in the Reality Steve posted, pour one out, dot, dot, dot. As was mentioned in the article regarding Blake Horseman, which yes, it does all connect together. Reality Steve um, had been sued in the past. We talked about uh, this with Reality Steve when we spoke with him. But... Um, you know, th th this is uh, the Bachelor. In the, are the, uh, do I want to relate them to the mob? Kind of. They're kind of like a cult mob. The, so this is the second time that they've sued somebody. And again, these are two different stories. We're merging together. A few years ago, as I've spoken about, producers obtained a $100,000 judgment against Bachelorette contestant villain Luke Parker after he made four press appearances in 2019 without NZK's assent. The production company, which has become one of the more aggressive secret keepers in Hollywood, has also gone to war against spoiler websites like Reality Steve for inducing those affiliated with the show to breach their contracts. Yeah, what Reality Steve learned is that you can't pay somebody for a spoiler because they're under a contract. So, like, I couldn't pay someone who works at Apple to tell me the secrets of, the, of Apple because they sign an NDA. Now, if they wanted to just tell me, they could. Uh, so when, when people say, how come Reality Steve doesn't get in trouble for his spoilers? Well, because now he doesn't pay to receive them. If anyone wants to give him a spoiler, he's able to just receive that. Wondering if this will create some sort of power vacuum as it exists on the network, on the show. Will And I, you, I call it a network because there's three versions of the show, plus they always have another version in development. But what will go down with the show's producers so much of a show is dependent on the sole vision of the person at the top will the show take a direction that is beneficial to um, long-term success for the bachelor or will the show possibly 
uh, go down a direction which is flying too close to the sun, jumping the shark, being too um, uh, into the short-term dramatic rewards and not the long-term. We'll have to see how it all plays out. But now that he's retired from the show, he's going to have to learn how to do a little bit more cooking for the family. Hey, Mike Fleiss, here's a little uh, tip for you if you need some help in the kitchen. Today's episode of Bachelor Rush Hour is sponsored by Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you. Bring more flavor to your table this spring with Green Chef's wholesome, elevated recipes featuring seasonal organic produce and unique farm-fresh ingredients. Green Chef has options for every lifestyle, keto, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, you guys know me, Big Keto Dave. I'm doing the Keto Meal Kit, low carb, high fat. That's what keeps my brain fueled without the crash. But you can choose your own flavor. Whatever tickles your tummy is what I say. So go to greenchef.com slash rushhour60 and use code rushhour60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. The number one meal kit for eating well. Okay. And speaking of eating well, we are consuming the drama here in Bachelor Nation. So what is there to say that hasn't been said already regarding last night's episode? We saw Ariel really share her emotions. We're going to get into her conversation with Nick in a minute. Gabby hasn't, I mean, and you guys, I'm going to check this right now as I'm live with you. I'm recording this as late as possible to give you the most up-to-date information in Bachelor Nation, but we do not have a comment or statement from Gabby following last night's live episode. She is still radio silent on her social media. As soon as we hear her say something, we will get onto that. Of course, she had a hard time expressing herself, uh, you know, given the circumstances and the emotions, but I think she did the best that she could and we are still questioning the timeline as it's been presented you know uh, we've got Gabby live on TV last night grilling Zach about the timeline. When did you know it wasn't me? And he said, well, I didn't know till the end. And then he tells Katie, oh, I always knew. And of course, the truth is somewhere in between. You got to know, but also, you know, he's got to have two conversations. He's got to quell Gabby's fears in the in Bachelor Nation's fears that, you know, she's going to get shamed. And that's the unfortunate fact of the matter with a lot of people is that even though she's done nothing wrong, she will be the one getting shamed and feeling the wrath of the sort of uh, uh, Karens. Uh, uh, disregard that if you're a nice Karen out there. But the wrath of the ladies and men in Bachelor Nation who want to shame her. So we'll have to see what she has to say because, of course, Zach has to have a good conversation with her, but then he's also got to convince Katie that he wasn't just frivolously hooking up with other people. So it's a very tough situation that Zach's in because on one end, he's like, Katie's the one she's, you know, but in the back of her head, she has to go, then why did you hook up with Gabby a day before me? How could it, you're thinking, you know, so it's, it's uh, that sort of semantic uh, line that they got to walk there being the lead, which I don't recommend for anybody because it's not normal and you're put in an unenviable situation situation for sure not to mention you might get sued by the producers so you never know how it's going to turn out but either way let's do this i'm going to share with you guys right now um, my full coverage of nick vial inter uh, interviewing Ariel, we don't have too much else to share with you. I will share a quick clip of the Good Morning America interview that Zach and Katie did this morning. Not really interesting either, but either way, all the content you need right here, Bachelor Rush Hour. Make sure to rate us, review, share with your friends. Here it is, Ariel on Nick Vile's podcast. Being able to see Zach again, being able to, it's been six months mm -hmm. since we officially broke up, since everything happened. Okay, wow. So that gives me a lot of time to process. Sure. And I think the final closing piece was seeing him again now and being able to articulate what I was feeling. Okay. 
though, watching it back, knowing that I wasn't given the full piece of information, I think it was important for me to relay that versus really being still in pain over the relationship. Okay. We and boy, she did a good job of calling Zach out last night. She she listened to him, but also got all of her words in. Sure, you knew nothing about it. I thought it was a prank because my friends and I. So like this to- is getting nominated to be on the show. She thought it was a prank. Prank call a lot. And we like to mess with each other. Um, I was familiar with the show from a few years ago. I didn't really watch it actively kind of on the past few seasons, You're not alone. but I kind of dipped in and out of different seasons, but really hadn't known much about it at all okay. and didn't really try to watch it before I went into the show. Which of course they must love if they can ever find some, it's like when you're doing jury duty or like you need someone who's not going to be biased and that's what you want going on the show as a producer. You want to be able to manipulate and, um, and mold this cast as much as you can. Bachelor historians out there, please let us know, but you called this experience an open relationship, which I have, I don't remember someone referring uh, to the show as that since I've been involved with the show and I really appreciated it, you know, you kind of naming and kind of giving it a very kind of 2023 kind of uh, review of what this experience is. And that is very much a, a very open kind of polyamorous type of environment. And what made you say that? And yeah, cause I just really loved you calling it that. And I feel like going forward polyamorous for zach you know you'll change the conversations with how people refer to the show i think it's important to be we're in a reality tv show but it's important to be as real as you can be so i think it's important to call things out like we are in an open relationship i wanted to make sure that i said that actually because i committed to an open relationship so the issue of what happened wasn't the fact that the person was open it was the dishonesty so what here and here's what I like about her by labeling it an open relationship she can then take the rules of open relationships and show how Zach crossed the line which is true but also it's a TV show so as a TV show is he allowed to cross the lines no but will he be exploited and pushed by the producers to cross the lines yes that's what the producers want to do. They want to make Zach feel like the whole thing is about him, just like Clayton did. And and um, and then when that happens, you get the sort of like casting a large wake, if you will, in a no-wake zone. And then you get the collateral damage to everyone else because he's just worried about his journey. So I think the only way to survive these things is to be honest with yourself and your partner and to be open because you're in an open relationship. So if someone sleeps with someone else or something happens... That's not really downgrading our relationship. That's you exploring others that we've committed to. So my, I wanted to make it clear that my issue is the fact that I was never told that, not the issue of what happened, and that that also should be private. So he went outside of, when you're in an open relationship, the rules are set in place. So, so now she's doing the thing where, from the legal standpoint, she's going, these are the rules. Yeah, but you have to apply them to the TV show. Like you say, things should be in private. We understand that, but there is no privacy until the fantasy suites. And if the parameters change for that relationship, your partner needs to know. So what? (laughs) And again, I don't knock her. I would just push back and say, look, what is Zach supposed to do? He's on fantasy suite number two with Gabby. They've decided to have sex. They've exchanged the condom. They're fiddling with it. He needs to go. Hold on, Katie. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on, Gabby. Don't move. And he needs to run over to knock on. Hello? Uh, yes, Ariel, the, the parameters of the relationship have changed. I'm going to go bang Katie. Uh, Gabby. And then he's got to run over there. And, oh, okay. And she's sleeping. And he's like, oh, no. And then he's got to go back to uh, Ariel and say, Gabby's sleeping. So sex is off the table. So we're not going to do it. Okay. And then he needs to run back to Gabby. And then the next morning, Gabby's like, what about that thing we were going to do? And he's like, I got to tell Ariel that the thing's changed. And it goes back and forth and back and forth. Okie dokie. Anyway, I digress. Because if you're already open, that's difficult in itself. So honesty is everything versus monogamy in that kind of a situation. Yeah, you need a phone. So maybe maybe a phone, maybe a text message. Hey, Ariel, things have changed. Um, 2755 is the next mark we're going to go to. Um, no, intimacy is off the table, 2630. So this is the moment uh, where uh, Ariel finds out that uh, she was mansplained intimacy by Zach. Beforehand, I always felt like I was aware of what was happening, how relationships were progressing, because people in the house talk. You hear about every date after it happens. This is the first time I was alone. So all I could think about was our date versus what could possibly be happening with like Gabby and Katie as much. Because I felt like we did have such a great night. We did have such a great time. There, there wasn't this like pressure for intimacy, which I wish, again, we had a conversation about. But that it was nice to, for me personally to have that off the table so we could talk. Mm -hmm. And I feel like <laughs> so. Okay, okay. And again, this is all in good fun. She's doing a great job here. She says she was mad that he took sex off the table, but that it was nice that sex was off the table. So clearly, it wasn't the issue of sex. It was the issue of wanting to be a part of the conversation. Let's rewind a few minutes here. Okay. He kind of set the precedent. And I don't disagree with Ariel for the whole week and the whole evening which is also what I had a problem with because throughout the entirety of our relationship, he's making me feel like an individual. So the difficulty of da being dating someone that's dating 30 other people is that is to feel like an individual. And he made such a point of making me feel that way on our one-on-one -on -one in different moments. I, I never felt like there was anything but us, obviously knowing there were other people in the mix. But when it was us two, it wasn't about anyone else's relationship. And in doing so, in saying for this week, I'm not going to sleep with anyone. I'm not going to do those types of things. And starting the f full conversation at dinner off that way, mm -hmm. I just didn't appreciate that we're now more in a collective situation in how we approach our own relationship. And yeah. also, we're not having a conversation. It's a monologue, not a dialogue. So I, I had the same intentions as Zach that week. I personally was not ready for intimacy in that setting. So, and I felt like I, if I'm in an open relationship and I know the other person could be with someone else the next night, they're entitled to do that, in my opinion. It's not for me to say yes or no, but I'm personally not going to do that in my own like experiences. So I really didn't like that he started the entire date off that way. And he started the whole night off like predicated on sex versus us having a private conversation, being off camera, enjoying that time, seeing even what happened. I don't like when you set a standard for how a night should go or a date should go. It's a good point because Zach could have waited the fantasy suites to have that conversation, but instead he he led with it. And that's just his like sort of bullheaded way of thinking about things. I think you set yourself at a deficit that way. Sure. Yeah, totally. So when the camera producers leave, cameras go, how did he start off that conversation? Now that you guys are alone, you have the entire night to yourselves. And he kind of had this probably surprisingly an awkward conversation with you. Like what were what were the what was that first conversation like between the two of you? Well, because we had that whole conversation on camera, we really started everything in the fantasy suite. Like very, I hate calling it that. Let's let's call it overnight. Fantasy suite sure. is very antiquated and creepy. Um, I, I 
feel like we started just talking. We talked about his past experiences. We talked about things that he had issues with in previous. Okay, here we go. (laughs) So so she says, we talked about past experiences. And the only thing we've wanted to know this whole time is what could have gone down in his fantasy suite with Rachel. Overnights. We talked about basically every day. Feel like we started just talking. We talked about his past experiences. We talked about things that he had issues with in previous overnights. We talked about basically everything under the sun. His only one being with Rachel. And until the sun went up. So that's what that whole date was about for us. We didn't really like talk about sex or have to talk about anything of that nature because this is the only time we're off camera to get to know each other before a potential engagement. So I wanted to maximize that time on actually speaking about things that we've endured that we haven't gotten to on these short dates. Did the insight be- what, between what happened between him and Rachel? Um, <laughs> yes. Whoa! Okay. Can you share? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, what, what did you learn about Zach? All right, so there it is, folks. Yeah, that's right. I know, you wanted more. You wanted more, but that's what Ariel said. She knows what happened last summer, metaphorically. She knows what went down with Zach in Rachel's fantasy suite, and, and we don't, but we can speculate. All right, let's go to a couple more clips here, 2755. And we'll get we'll get you out of here very shortly, but uh, this will be our featured video on today's Bachelor Rush Hour podcast, along with some American Idol news and so much more. Yeah. E equals MC squared. Did you think he potentially had sex with one of the other women? Yeah, I feel like the female intuition is so strong, it's potent. Sure. <laughs> so it's palpable. So I, I just knew something like that happened. I knew it had nothing to do with me. All right. So she said she knew it had nothing to do with her. And of course, and you know, like, what can you do? Um, of course, then she also mentions why she didn't think her family was on board with the relationship and how in the end she probably wouldn't have gotten engagement or a proposal. These things. And I felt like the environment actually took that ability away. It's very weird, but it actually worked counterintuitively. Yeah. Were you prepared to accept a proposal from Zach? It was really hard for me to be prepared to accept that when I kind of was getting a feeling that my family was really not on board. And when we had spoken in the fantasy suites, it really sounded like the conversations he had with my parents were not the smoothest and with my brother in particular. And finally, we had Zach and Katie being interviewed on Good Morning America. Let's listen. A full video of this is on YouTube, but let's listen to the clip of their interview. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yes. Look at that, everybody. <laughs> Look at that Neil Lane ring. You did really well. It's a big rock. Oh, uh, don't listen. First, Zach, don't get cocky. He goes, it's a big rock. You did well. You didn't pay for it. I met you uh, before the season started. Yeah. You were you did a good job keeping a secret. It was hard. Look at her. Uh, how how early in the process did you know it was Katie? You know, you know. All right, Gabby's listening. <laughs> we're all like, yeah. How early? Oh, he, he catch himself in a lie. Because all you want to do, all you want to do, if you've gotten engaged in this scenario, is say, oh, it was always her, this and that. But he can't do that because he had sex with Gabby in the fantasy suites. But in the very beginning, there was always something very special, and it was just. She was always top of my mind, but the exact moment when I looked at her and I was like, that's my wife. Um, It was at the last chance date. See, Uh, he has to say it's the last chance date. He wasn't going to say, oh, right before I had sex with Gabby. He can't do that. um, Before, you know, the engagement, I was like, what am I doing? Of course it's you. Like, and it always has. Wow. 
Pretty special. Of course it's you. It always has. And it must be, but it must be hard because you still have... Are we going to let Katie talk or is this something where Canadians aren't allowed to talk on Good Morning America? This ain't Good Morning Canada. Other ladies in the mix. Oh yeah, it's, it's very difficult and your mind's running a million miles an hour and you're trying to rationalize everything and then you just kind of let it go and feel. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, well done. So now we get to find out when you guys were not allowed to. All right, this is Katie's turn to talk, Zach. You know, be, we weren't allowed to know. Yeah. Were you secretly meeting? Oh yeah. You yeah, were. Quite a bit. So we would have um, <laughs> meetings out, you know, across LA and Austin and then Weren't you worried? Did you wear disguises? Fully. You did? Basically a fake mustache. That's hilarious. Oh, a fake mustache. His disguise was wearing a shirt. You see, everyone knows him from the shower scene, so he put his shirt on, and they were like, that can't be Zach. Think, but, yeah. Well, now that it's out, out, and you can be free, what, would you, what will you do on your first public date? Ooh, I think we're just, like, looking forward to going to a restaurant. Being a normal couple, yeah. not Truly. having to see him in a giant mustache, yeah, must exactly. Be very exciting <laughs> yeah. for you. You know, it's that it's the aspect of it's it's what we forget as plebeians. You know, as just normal people, we we forget about that romance period where you want to be out and be seen with your partner, and they weren't able to do that. Now it must be nice to do these safe house visits, and if you don't know, a safe house visit is essentially an Airbnb, usually with tall walls. They try to make it as insulated as possible, so no one like a with a drone like me can go snoop on you. But what those, you know, you get to order Postmates and uh, make love the whole time, which would be totally fine. But to be quite honest, my personality type, I'd rather be at like, I'd rather be out and about, you know, people watching, eating food. That's that's what we like to do. But, uh, you know, hey, not the end of the world. And, and maybe something here in New York, Katie. I know it's your first time here. Yeah, I'm super excited. Zach has a spot that he wants to take me for dinner. So I'm looking forward to going. I, I would ask, but I won't because we want you guys to actually have a nice day. The best place to be a celebrity is New York City, the best place. Not that they're celebrities, but you guys remember. I mean, to be quite honest, though, when um I went out um last fall, 2021, with Katie Thurston and Blake Moynes, it was only a few months after their show had aired, and people were recognizing them left and right, you know, because they were together. It was kind of a big deal. But I don't think uh, if they're going out to dinner, too many people are going to care. Good. But Katie, we do want to do something special for you because you are here and you literally just landed. Yeah. So welcome to New York. Thank you. Um, and do we have a little New York treat for you guys? If there is. The New York treat is they just bring a rat out and make it crawl up her leg. Yes. Yay. Oh. Thank you so much. I yes, love this that. is our Thank little you. New York. Welcome to New York basket. All right, so they, this is so, so they got, for those listening to the audio only, they got a New York basket of merchandise of I Love New York shirts. Uh, seven shirts for a dollar. So they spent about $2 on this budget. Cute. Should I put this on my car? Oh wait, no, it's you. You can do whatever you want. You have lots to choose from in there. Um, so, you guys both live in Austin. Oh, they could have given her a bagel. They could have got her a Yankees hat. There were so many New York things they could have done. They could have, you know, charged her a double for rent. Mm -hmm. So, how will this work? Have you given much thought to sort of life in the real world? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Zach is basically going to caravan his way to Austin, and we're going to move in together. Why do they, 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 you know, they've been framing this. She said Zach's going to caravan his way to Austin. Zach lives in Austin. I kind of feel like the show's PR didn't want them to make it sound like they already live down the street from each other because maybe it takes away the aura. I, I guess Zach's family's from Orange County, but he lives in Texas in the summer yeah so yeah so right now all my stuff's in california because of filming for the show yep and literally okay so hold on a second 
Yeah, this is just PR bullshit. He says, all my stuff's in California because we're filming for the show. The show filmed for five weeks. You've never, I mean, you just packed two suitcases. A week from now, I'll be in the car driving straight to Austin and basically being Living together, yeah. planning a wedding, I hope. Yeah, well, yeah. not right away. Uh, <laughs> planning a wedding, I hope. Yeah, no, here's the thing. And then, of course, we get into it. Oh, yeah, I remember you guys got engaged in February. They literally met in February, right? Our whole relationship has just been, like, pedaled to the metal. So yeah. we're just going to take a step back. Probably in the next, like, two years, we can foresee a wedding. And yeah. we've talked about it. So, yeah, we're excited. All right. Not too much confidence there although i don't i don't blame them well it sounds like you guys have a really great plan and i'm looking <laughs> forward to hearing more from you both you guys it was fun to watch the journey zach you yeah. seem very happy i'm like i can't stop smiling <laughs> that's great well welcome to the world you two Thank Thank you. You. and i want to call it a fascinating riveting interview but we all know i'd be lying they're doing the platitudes that's fine go be a happy couple move to austin and have a good time all right we'll be back with more content tomorrow lots of stories to get to make sure you're subscribed like follow share rate review and uh, we appreciate all the support as always i've been dave neal this was bachelor rush hour Bye.